0: Hell yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs>
1: um, I've got, this, this is You Love to See It, uh, fanbyte.com's movie podcast this week. We're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, my favorite fucking movie of all time. Nice. Uh, I've got here with me, senior editor of fanbyte.com, Danielle Riendo. Hi. Uh, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's Monday, but like, that's okay, because I'm doing yeah, great. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Yeah. That's it's a good it's Monday. It's a good Monday. The it's energy true. is correct, actually. It's true. Uh, That other voice you heard is Steven Strom, managing editor of fanbite.com. How are you doing?
2: Hey.
0: <laughs> hand on shoulder.
2: Yeah, you couldn't see it, but I did put my hand on my <laughs> microphone as I was saying that. very good.
1: And then, and then the microphone did explode into electricity and go 45 <laughs> feet backwards. Which was, yeah, I did just end my microphone's whole life. It's tough. No, crucially, your microphone is still alive, uh, just suspended with web, very high in the the, the, uh, nearby skyscrapers. Um, Like I said, we are talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the 2018 computer-animated superhero film. um, What's got Spider-Man in it? Uh, Yeah, is this, I think... Steven, you've seen this film before. We've talked about it very much. But Danielle, this was your first watch, was it not?
0: It was my first watch. And it was funny because I had never seen it before. But like during Thanksgiving break, I was playing a game for, you know, for my job, for my job job. And my sister and her boyfriend were watching this in the other room. So I heard various lines such as, hey, the animals talk in this dimension. I don't want to freak him out. And also, whatever the fuck Nick Cage says uh, at some point in the movie. And so I was just, like, intrigued by this. Yeah. Even though I've, I've known a lot of people have loved it. I've heard great things. I know Kato and Austin over at Waypoint were huge fans of the movie. So, like, it had been in the ether, but I had never seen it until a couple days ago. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go too far down the road, but I will say my main thesis on this movie is that anything that makes me care about Spider-Man, a character that I just never had a real affinity for or, or huge interest in, uh, is a special thing indeed—a very, yeah. very special thing.
1: Um, Stephen, what was your first, uh, first, like experience with this, with this motion picture? <laughs> I I guess if you like, man, you could go way way way
2: far back. I so I am a probably. I, I'm just gonna assume the biggest Spider fan of <laughs> yeah, the group, that's just because correct. I'm a. <laughs> you've read you've read the uh, you've I, read
1: the literature. You did the reading.
2: I have yes. Mm-hmm, I have some pamphlets <laughs> that I can show you right, uh, right here about Spider Man and uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Spider Christ. Spider Christ, Christ. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I mean, if you want to go all the way back, like I fucking was reading uh, Ultimate Spider-Man when I was like in middle school, which became Miles Morales, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, you know, I have followed the character all the way through that. I read. Uh, or I played Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions back when that came out. I, bl- I might have reviewed that, which was the like impetus for the comic book event that was the comic that led to this movie getting made. My first time ever learning about the movie is when they showed like that initial trailer for yeah. it that I don't think is actually footage from the movie.
1: Am I, I right? I think so. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it really quickly while you while you keep.
2: Yeah. there. I mean, there was, like, an initial trailer when they first showed this movie off for the first time. It was, like... I think there was maybe some footage from the movie. It's just, like... It was just some really quick cuts. It was a very short trailer of, like, Miles running through New York, um, jumping from car to car, doing that stuff that we see in the movie so much where it'll be, like, you know, to really uh, dial up the impact of a hit when his foot lands on a car or a building or something like that, it will, like, for, like, one frame switch over to that, like, comic book art style with the, like, uh, pointillism and stuff like that for the coloring and whatnot, and it was just like, holy shit. Like, I was already pretty sold on the character in general and just, you know, the Marvel Universe and whatnot before, long before that trailer ever came out, but I saw that trailer and immediately knew it was probably going to be something special. I, I would say, like, leading up to the release of the movie got a little more worried that's just like god i hope this movie doesn't just like look good in a trailer and it actually turns out to be good and fun and turns out it is one of my favorite films yeah. of all time too <laughs>
1: certainly my last my favorite film of last year i'm uh, yeah i look i'm looking for a tweet from when this trailer came out which was december no it was another trailer came out december 9th 2017 and my tweet says it is illegal that sony is going to make the movie look like this. Yeah. It like it, it seems, and which is actually like legitimately my my biggest thing about this movie is that it is too cool to have come out at all. There there are yeah. too many things it's- that went so correctly. Too many conversations that were had at I presume at the upper levels of Sony. Uh, as far as look and feel and authenticity to like the cultures displayed in the movie, like what like what this version of Spider Man means relative to the other big versions of Spider Man that currently exist that Sony also manages, I mm-hmm. legitimately cannot believe that in this flavor this film exists um, because so many people no. yeah. who I presume would say no to things had to say yes. Um right for example I, there's a part in this movie where Spider-Man Noir voiced by Nicolas Cage <laughs> and maybe one of his George, finest roles of yes, this decade 100% is like yeah I used to just fucking punch Nazis anyway <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: like, uh, it's like uh I think he says something like uh I like uh what warm milk yeah, and punching Nazis so a lot
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh-huh. It's
0: astounding. It really is God. incredible. Like, that was something I I, I absolutely agree uh, here. Like so many key creatives in so many roles had to have like come together and all taken whatever they needed to take to not hate each other and make it shitty, and that never happens. And yeah. it just it happened right. here. It's like a little bit magical. It is a little bit like. Oh my god, this is what can happen when everybody's actually on board with a really cool vision, with a really like actually unique vision, both both aesthetically and in terms of like what the character means and who is being represented here and everything else like coming together. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. It it not to put too fine a point on it, not to like just make the the subtext completely textier, but it it is just strange to me that Hollywood executives like that this movie didn't get focus tested yeah, into, into the, the dirt where it's like dirt. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like like the, straight up just the idea that there is like a a Spider-Man vehicle, one of the flagship like properties of Sony uh, cinema, whatever the fuck their company is called <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and no Sony cinema one of is the good. like
1: it is what we're gonna
2: Sony cinema. Sony ma. Uh, <laughs> The f- straight up just the fact that they, like, had this movie, like, star Miles Morales at all, after, like, years and years and years of that, like, not being the thing. Straight up, like, Disney took elements from Miles Morales' backstory and his character and stuff like that and just gave him to the white dude in the fucking, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, Ned from, from Spider-Man Far From Home is a, is, uh, Miles' friend who we see a little bit of in this movie. He I don't think he has any lines, but, like, Genki, yeah. uh, he's, he's in this film, too. Um... Because that's always what happens, right? We're literally fucking just had a goddamn another Ghostbusters movie come up, like trailer come up yeah. this morning, and say like, "All right, well, you, everybody gave us shit because we put ladies in the last one. Let's put a bunch of dudes again." And it's like the 1980s because J.J. Abrams or whatever. I don't know. Like the fact that, and not and no, not only just that, but like I feel like big budget event like experimental animation in general. Such a gamble these yeah. days. Like I think back to things like uh, Batman: The End, like Mask of the Phantasm, and like what a huge commercial flop that was. And people in Hollywood tend to have long memories, which is to say, like if something didn't work thirty years ago, they assume it will never work again, and that the reason it didn't work is because of something stupid, and not because they fucked right. it up.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This, this, all of that. Yes, I agree with there. So this is a film from um, Philip Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, who have done a bunch of movies. But the the cultural, like, the touchstone for me, when I think about this movie in relation to the other stuff they've done, is the Lego movie. Um, sure. Yeah. Because the Lego movie is another thing that shouldn't have worked. Uh, and we can talk about, like, especially with the Lego movie, how how kind of weird... The that movie is especially in relief to when it came out and what that the messages of that movie relative to uh, the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. Um, <laughs> but it is kind of about playing with it is treating the things as they are meant to be treated, which is to say they are toys that can be manipulated and interpreted in literally anyway, because they do not have to adhere to any sort of confines um and mm-hmm. then the confines that you actually do choose to use as grounding which in this which in spider-verse um, is very like is race and the city of new york um and like interpersonal relationships the way that you use those things to ground uh, a film or what makes it transcendent i guess transcendent might be too big of a word but like are what makes it fit into yeah exactly um yeah i don't know this movie rules
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so fucking good i'm I'm not even sure where to start with it i mean just i i guess if, if we assume that there are people listening to this podcast who have not seen the movie it the basic basic premise is that it is It is very loosely based on a collection of uh, Spider-Man stories uh, from the uh, comic books, which are Spider-Men, which was a a crossover event where Peter Parker of Earth-616, which is the main continuity of the Marvel Universe, met uh, Miles Morales. Who? Miles (laughs) Morales. Well, Well, it's (laughs) it's. It gets way gotcha. more complicated and has gotten There's more complicated. There's always a lighthouse. Okay, Dogs. all right, I'm,
0: I got it. I got you.
2: My, Miles gave a cheeseburger to Malkule mm-hmm. Man, and that made him depower Dr. Doom oh, oh God! so that Reed Richards could punch him in the face. Anyway, it was uh, fucked up. Uh, it was wild. <laughs> uh, Miles was from Ultimate Earth, which was uh, Earth 16610, I think is what it was. That it sounds right. that what that number was? Um... I can't remember. It's gone now. They blew it up. <laughs> oops. Uh, yeah, they oops. They blew it up. Except for Miles, who did get to leave. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone else got to die. That's the um, plot armor. Except for Miles, and what's that? that?
1: Plot armor. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, the plot armor was great for him, because it, it actually super was great, because in the other universe, his mom was very mm. dead. Um, she, she did get killed, whole ass killed by Venom in the Ultimate Universe, but when Miles got brought over to the main continuity, uh, they did bring her back to yeah. life. Uh, the son of Reed Richards decided that she got to live, even though that literally billions of other people on Ultimate Earth did just get whole <laughs> ass killed. But, <laughs> um, the, the Ultimate Earth was in a bad way anyway. It's fine. Um... So, yeah, the, there was a crossover where Peter Parker of, of Earth 616 met uh, Miles Morales, called Spider-Man, and then there was later on an event called Spider-Verse, uh, with, you know, which you can probably tell that this movie takes its name from, where it was like, that is where this movie basically takes most of its ideas from, where it's like, oh, it's, it's Spider-Man Noir, it's uh, cartoon Spider-Man, it's main Spider-Man, it's ultimate Spider-Man, it's Spider-Gwen, who was a creation for that event? Actually, she was a one-off character from a from a one-shot who turned out to be so popular that she got her own series yeah. out of the deal. Her design um, rules. and this movie, it really does. Yeah. Also, mm, just a, just on the side, all the redesigns for the characters in this yeah. movie fucking whip ass. They are so good. Like Miles with the, his like hoodie kind of jacket yeah. thing that he has in this is just the canonically best version mm-hmm. of his costume. <laughs> And the fact that they don't use it in the comics is uh, illegal, <laughs> speaking of things that are against the law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, a bunch of different spider people cross dimensions, and they have to stop the kingpin from uh, colliding the dimensions and killing yeah. everybody, Because basically. he's sad. The, yeah.
0: Because his family.
2: Because
1: yeah, he's he, sad. Yeah. Because he, his family he, did he, run away. He messed up really bad. Oh, wait, sorry. Just an he aside. A bad, are they, Are yeah. we talking about spoilers on this, on this show? Can we? I
0: think it, we can. Absolutely. I think we should probably so, tell people...
1: Spoilers. I think we have yet. Spoilers from here here on out. If you haven't seen it, you've made a mistake. It's go back, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> go it's back to another dimension. Right Erase <laughs> your memory. Go, yeah. go, go watch this movie. Um, so, yeah. the, so okay, Kingpin fucked up real bad. His his wife and kid dead. Everyone's like, whoa, what happened? Uh, except he knows, and he knows that. Which we find out later in the film. Um, it's because he was doing a crime to Spider-Man, and they got scared, so they left, and then they got hit by a car. And he's felt guilty about that forever. So his solution, naturally, is to build a big tube underneath New York City that will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that will fire a bunch of energy uh, into into the tube, such that he can pull different rea- di- the versions uh, different versions of his wife and child from a different universe, um, so he can pull them out. So he can have.
2: So he can straight up kidnap versions yes. of his wife and son that are not his wife and son. Correct. Kidnap them into his universe and then have them be just kind of hang out with you. Kingpin, not yeah. a good it's, guy.
1: It's super wild because <laughs> it's like also you're technically stealing from alt you, which doesn't. If this worked, wouldn't other kingpin build another big yes. two? Mm. And a, they just in a keep recurring... stealing them
0: back and forth until maybe <laughs> yeah, they come the up with like. Down. You know, like a, a divorce situation, like, oh, they spend weekends with Kingpin 1, mm-hmm. they spend weeks <laughs> with Kingpin 2, and then they'd probably just try to kill each other after that. I, it's really, the the implications are not it, awesome.
2: <laughs> do, are people going to, do you think, will you two get mad at me, slash, do you think people listening to this will get mad at me if I just keep up bringing up things that happen in no. the comic books? instead I of would, talking? I mean, about I have things? no okay. idea what happened right, in the comic books. Right, right. This is
0: new for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just, I just think it's very, the, the premise of this movie is very funny. I do not really remember, or maybe I never knew, um, what the situation with Kingpin, Ultimate Kingpin was, the, like, Miles Morales Universe Kingpin, what he, like, other than he was basically, when he fought Peter Parker, uh, who was the Ultimate Spider-Man at the time, who then died and M- Miles took over, uh, later, which is kind of similar to the movie. Um they uh he was there but i don't remember him really having a lot of stuff with his wife and kid in the main universe of of marvel comics continuity though kingpin and his wife are super duper like his wife um is like does not initially i don't think know that he is a criminal but when she finds out she's like oh yeah i'm super into this and he's <laughs> actually like actually she loves crime so much that she murders their own son because he is such a fuck up in the crime oh, family yeah. he keeps screwing things up so bad that and reveals the identity of uh daredevil to the Oops. world we, d- despite the fact that kingpin specifically told nobody to reveal that identity because he wanted that as his personal bit of leverage he then that is the last straw and she does whole ass murder their their own son with kingpin's blessing because he is so Listen, bad, do bad at it. crime <laughs> Yeah, right? Be better at calling you know listen, do better. The universe has been rebooted since then. <laughs> 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 um
1: so That's a good yeah. outro for the show. <laughs> so be good I love it. be good at it and listen and d- d- be better. <laughs> um, so yeah, so along the way uh, for of Kingpin trying to get his wife and kid back, um, spider people from alternate earths. Uh, fall Well they don't really fall The portals open up And very very uh, Comedically They all get eaten by the portals <laughs> And mm-hmm. it is It is here Where we encounter One of my favorite monologues In a film Which is the introduction <laughs> of Jake Johnson As Spider-Man As Peter Parker Where he is t- As the second and, yeah, Peter Parker, Parker of the film to, um, because the first one, Chris Pine, uh, did die. Gets He got squished real bad. Oops. Squished like a spider. Yep. Do you get it? It's, it's all there. Yep. Um, Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, the fall money. the money. <laughs> um, and in this monologue, there's just something, there, there is a moment. And I, I am building to this specific moment because it is one of my favorite line deliveries ever. It is where, where Peter Parker, Jake Johnson is, explaining his training regimen and he's in the shower and he's weeping openly the piano the, like the sad piano in full fanfare and then he gets out of the shower he's like no i'm going to do this and he says the words getting strong in like the in the perfect <laughs> cadence that is timed with him like revealing his beer belly as he like puts the suit on and every time i think about that line i laugh um because it's great it-
2: I think that, and, and what's super good about this is we we mentioned the, like, uh, the two different versions of Sp- uh, Peter Parker specifically yes. in this, which are, we have Chris Pine, Peter Parker, is the is ultimate Peter Parker in this universe, or in this multiverse, uh, he has been, Sp- and they, they do this whole running gag throughout the movie where they're like, okay, let's go over this one yeah. last time, kind of referencing the, like, constant reboots of Spider-Man origin stories in every version of Spider-Man yeah. that has ever lived, um, and the fact that they keep on fucking doing it. Um, but they managed to make it funny and, and kind of fun and energetic in this movie in a way that I, I think totally works. Um, cause he says, okay, we'll do this, let's do this one last time. And he goes over like his whole life as Spider-Man and it's like, okay, I've been Spider-Man for eight years, for 10 years or yeah. something like that. And then we get to Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, who's like Peter B. Parker, yes. I think is uh, Peter Benjamin Parker, presumably. Um, and he has been Spider-Man for like 22 yeah, he's years. Watched. He's so old. <laughs> Yes. He's divorced. They, they have gone through the exact you know, same thing. He's had thing. some
0: hard times with his relationships and his yeah. job. He's got some wrinkles, mm-hmm. you know. He's had a hard time. Yeah. Totally.
2: He's had a hard time. And it's like, he go, he went through the exact same thing as, as other Chris Pine Spider-Man, but he did it for twice as long. And, like, crucial to... Chris Pine's whole thing, and a, a large message of this whole movie is that, like, when you get knocked down, you get back up again. That's what being Spider-Man is. Is like, yeah, you're fast and strong, but you're not, like, Iron Man, you know? You're right. not flying and shooting lasers. You, like, part of what makes Spider-Man an interesting character is the fact that he gets his ass just handed to him pretty yeah, regularly. Possibly. Right. Right. Uh and that happens, but then like the the movie creates this dynamic between like, yeah, that happens. Uh in you can do that for about ten years. Yeah. And then you do get old. Your body does get older and cannot take the punishment it once did, and you just psychologically cannot take the punishment that you yeah. once did. Uh you you go through things in life, uh, and they weigh on you. It builds up over and so time. And you know, talk about
0: bread and you know, I get it. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: It's important. Bread is important. It is. <laughs> It does get, you know, it's a great metaphor for a
1: lot of things. <laughs> um, Danielle, the relationship, do you want to talk really quickly about the relationship between Miles and his uncle? Um,
0: yeah. It was really... Aaron Davis. Aaron, yeah. Uncle Aaron. It was really heartbreaking. I actually really did gasp uh, at one point. So in the beginning of the movie, it's very clear that Miles has, like, a, a healthy... But certainly, you know, complex relationship with his parents. He, they all love each other very much, but his dad is, you know, kind of hard on him. Very, like, he's, he's a cop. He's very, like, you know, straight-laced and all this other stuff. And his name
1: and- is, crucially, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson, and we- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. He is a police officer. This mm-hmm. is my one complaint with this film. He is yeah. a police officer, and his name is Jefferson Davis.
2: And that's maybe... Yeah. Mm, I, I I have some notes in here about Brian Michael Bendis, the creator of Jefferson <laughs> Davis. Uh, the, you know, the human being Jefferson Davis, who did create him in real life. Uh, I think it was Austin Walker when they talked about uh, Into the Spider-Verse on a podcast uh, a year ago, two ago, or yeah. a year ago, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, he they, they, they did say, like, because uh, you know the implication there is that if Miles had not taken his mother's last name, which is Morales, he would have been Miles Davis. Yeah, um,
1: which is also and, funny. Does everyone get it? <laughs> Does everyone get it? Yes. It's very
0: musical. And it was, I believe, was,
1: yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. No, the thing, the thing about Brian Michael Bendis, uh, it, me personally, that I find a lot of the time is that uh, Brian Michael Bendis is, as Austin Walker put it. Uh, a guy who, uh, definitely, he is a very much a white man. He is a white man who definitely knows some black people, <laughs> but he also thinks that that makes him an expert and way smarter yeah. about everything, and is just, it's just cool if he just makes all the decisions, uh, in how to write characters mm-hmm. of color a lot, uh, including one time where, again, this is getting into comic book beef a little bit, um, in the, I forget what event it even was. It was there was some event in Marvel Comics like a year or two, three years ago maybe, where uh, they it started with the implication that um, War Machine, Rhodey, uh, Rhodey Rhodes, was going to become the president of the United States in the Marvel universe. That they were going to like have like a whole story arc where he uh, was going to be like the first superhuman president because the like the government was like, well, sooner or later, you know, these superheroes are like the most. Iconic figures in our culture at this point Sooner or later there's going to be a superhuman president We want it to be you because you are Like, you know, we are the U.S. government And you work for the U.S. Yeah. government We would love it if we definitely, definitely had a soldier in, A member of the military industrial complex In at the presidency um, And what that ended up leading to Was in that very same issue of that comic book He does, does get whole ass killed by Oops. Thanos Oops. Uh, to uh, To, to uh, <laughs> Uh, motivate uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, who was dating him at the time, uh, in her, like, weird fascist uh, feud with Tony Stark <sighs> throughout that story. It was a bad... Oh, it was, it was fucking Civil War II. That was the name of the oh, event uh, I remember now. Yeah, they did do a Civil War II, literally just called it Civil War II. It was a very bad one. Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. Um, Brian. So, and this was the, the, the yeah. important... Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, the, the important thing about this was, uh, I do remember at the time it coming out that uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who does write for Marvel these days, he writes Black Panther and Captain America, they were at a retreat writing, the, like, plotting out the storyline for that thing, and Tanahasi Coates was, like, did publicly say, like, yeah, I went to that retreat and told Brian Michael Bendis, do not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do not write this storyline. Yeah. And then Brian Michael Bendis was like, I've, I'm, I hear you, and I'm listening, and I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so... And that is kind of, of just a really good uh, approximation of Brian Michael Bendis as a person a lot of the times when he is writing characters of color. Gotcha. Useful. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh, no, that's it, a huge aside. It's good. There's I, is
0: context. There's a, there's a lot of context here. There's a lot of history here. Um, but yeah, so, so Miles, uh, obviously there's a lot of love in his family. It's, it's like a healthy, you know, kind of family dynamic. But he does have a bit of a hard time with his extremely straight-laced Jefferson father. Uh, and he mm-hmm. hangs out and actually feels like really at home with his uncle Aaron who he basically worships he thinks he's like the coolest dude in the world Aaron has like the hottest bachelor pad ever he's got a, uh, a punching bag in his room yeah. which it's is cool what cool people hell have yeah. like let me just say he takes uh you know he right. takes his nephew out to like tag at like the world's coolest area the subterranean like uh, yeah you know, like the, sort the of place. coolest <laughs> the coolest
1: abandoned uh the coolest abandoned subway stop in yeah. the entirety of New York City.
0: Which, there's so it's, much fewer I rats believe, than, than would actually be there. But yeah. there are more radioactive spiders there than would actually be. Way so, more you know.
1: radioactive spiders.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least 100% more radioactive spiders well, than normal. No,
1: should, should it be. listen, the MTA doesn't do anything. We don't know where it's really down there.
0: Honest to God, yeah. <laughs> oh, could, that's There rare. could be mutants. There probably is a mutant alligator, but I know that's Batman yeah. and that's Spider-Man, so that's, that's something else. But, like... <laughs> uh,
2: the lizard. lizard. Yeah, the li- they, can, they, reference, they reference the lizard a little bit in this movie, because in Spider-Gwen... Spider-Woman... Spider-Gwen's actual character name was Spider-Woman, now it's Ghost Spider. Wow. It's a whole thing, but she... Her, the name of her comic was Spider-Gwen. In her backstory, they kind of allude to it here a little bit, Peter Parker in of her universe turned into the lizard, and she accidentally killed Oops, him, oopsies. and that's her backstory. A lot
0: of oopsies. I will say, whole, a lot of oopsies, a lot of oopsies in all of this this pantheon of Greek mythological figures slash <laughs> American mythological figures. Uh, but yeah, so right. it's, it's very obvious that he and Aaron have this really, really special, really nice, really close relationship, You know he's he's trying to get like dating advice from aaron in one of the funniest and kind of cutest moments of the whole thing you know aaron's trying to tell him how to like you know put the mac on a girl a little bit put the put the hand on the shoulder and say hey and obviously (laughs) miles
2: no 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 no, danielle 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 it's more like hey hey.
0: (laughs) It's so fucking funny. Just the cute little like shot, reverse shot that they use to to frame this scene, and then of course when he tries to do it uh, to uh, a, a new girl in school who you know again spoilers later out turns out to be Gwen. It uh, turns out poorly. Let's say it doesn't. Uh, there, go there's good. a wardrobe malfunction, maybe a hairstyle malfunction. A hair, yeah, a
1: hair malfunction. It's really good.
0: It's very. What funny.
1: is clothes if not hair? And, and That's the fact true. that
0: like he keeps blaming it on puberty when he's already like, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, 16 or older. something? It's
1: so fucking funny.
2: There's also- <laughs> he is definitely at least a junior yeah, in like, high school, for he's sure. He's pretty much
0: great. Like, he's obviously a kid, he's a teenager, but he's not like his voice isn't cracking. Like, I think he's growing. Yeah.
2: No, no, absolutely not. There, There is... He he does acknowledge that. It's just like where he's like, ah, I'm not going through puberty. I mean, I did go through puberty once, but I'm yeah. done now. <laughs> and that, that whole scene where he's like learning his powers or whatever, and like... They represent the disorientation of him learning his powers by literally putting on comic book thought bubbles above yeah. his head, as if it, they're like his thoughts are pounding out of his skull because he's so much more sensitive to like just the world now. And like, there's that scene where he talks to the fucking like I don't know like cop in their school. <laughs> yes. I don't yes, know that this they is, really this necessarily. Is one of what my he
1: favorite is. scenes because Miles looks like a fucking fish. And it, it like I can't I cannot get over it because there's I'm, I'm I'm watching the movie right now I'm gonna see if I can skim through yes. and find this frame because it is it is golden his eyes when he's looking at the cop and the cop is or like the school's security officer and he's trying to here it is and he's trying to like get out of the he's trying to get out of his like doing being a nuisance um and he's like play dumb. And then he's like, okay. Because he suddenly doesn't speak English anymore. And he goes, no, 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 not that dumb, please.
2: (laughs) Oh, I thought, so I thought it was where they were like, Morales. It's like, play dumb. And he's like, who's
3: Morales?
2: (laughs) And then he's like, not that dumb. But I'm wondering, yeah.
1: I might be wrong, too. That is, that is, that's it. He's just so good. He just looks like a fish.
2: And he's he's just so funny to me. He is mm, yeah, he is... Oh, God. Who plays him in this? I, I keep forgetting who plays Miles. Uh, Shamik Moore. Yeah. Shamik Moore. Who, who I don't did know, an amazing I don't job. know if I know him from like, anything He's
1: been... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, super great. He was in... Um, I've, I have found his, te- his television. He was in Uwutang. Oh, he's
2: showing Fantastic from Make yeah, It Down, Yeah, he's too. in Make It
1: Down, also. That's. Um... That's yeah. what I know him from. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but he was also in Dope, which is a good, very good movie, and everyone should go oh, watch nice. it. It's about. Um, i not seen that. It's about uh, like like being a, a black teen in Inglewood, which is like very close to my house, where I was born and raised. Oh, so it nice. was like watching my life. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, this is. Hello hello
2: hi uh Steven Strom from uh, Fargo North yeah. Dakota here which one, which which one is Inglewood Inglewood, from?
1: Inglewood is a it's a it's a it's its own city here in Los Angeles like in LA County but it like is small enough that it's really a neighborhood um Inglewood is where okay. like, the Forum is where the Lakers used to play basketball um it's just like it's just an it's a neighborhood it's a predominantly black neighborhood um, Okay.
2: Whenever I hear, I've heard the term yeah. Inglewood before, but every time I hear it, I do think of Lidgerwood, North <laughs> Dakota, which is a, a city in Richland County, North Dakota, uh, that I stopped by through or used to stop by through to go visit my grandparents. Uh, and I just pulled up the Wikipedia for it. The population was 652 people at the 2010 oh, census. I see. That's good. So, Lidger, I, I imagine they're very similar.
1: Yeah, they're the same, basically. Again, both okay, predominantly good. black, both like neighborhoods. With, <laughs> yes, of yeah, course. There are a hundred thousand people in Englewood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: So, like a, a little more, bit more, yeah. than <laughs> just, just more. a couple more. Okay.
0: <laughs> very, um, very good. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. you know, speaking of Aaron, especially. Uh, so later on in the movie, so we have we have established that he's the coolest uncle that yes. Miles loves him, worships him. You know, thinks he's the coolest dude in the world. And later on, we find out that he's a super villain that he is sorry uh, what is his name what is his the villain prowler. name the prowler the prowler and there's this incredibly dramatic moment uh, when they kind of are revealed to each other and God, uh, the, i was oh, i was God. shocked i was actually shocked i did not see that coming like i you know i knew there'd be some dimensional shit and there would be some some fun plays on things and there might be some twists and turns but i really didn't see that coming at all i was like no Aaron's the cool guy oh, wow what there's a whole thing about you know the father Jefferson you know talks about we all make our choices and I thought it was just like oh Aaron isn't a cop I don't know <laughs> like what whatever it was gonna be right yeah, well, and then it's like oh very, shit
2: <laughs> very importantly I think that I think that scene maybe plays or that that foreshadowing plays a little bit differently um, if you know people things who maybe <laughs> you, well no, oh yeah I knew well so that's the thing sure. is I knew from from the comics that Prowler was. Uh, it's it's a very different presentation how they, they handle uh, Aaron in the comics, which I can get to in a minute. I was just going to say, I think that the creators of this film maybe thought that making Jefferson into a cop would make him a more sympathetic mm. figure than the exact opposite yeah. intended effect, which is when I heard a cop say, that guy is bad. I'm like, yeah, oh. I was like, oh, God. A cop oh made
0: God. Does he Jefferson like dancing Davis. and having fun? Is that why he's bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right, uh huh. Uh, we don't actually on the topic of the of the family figures. I'm always kind of uh, I forget her name Rio. Yeah, Rio yeah. I think is his yeah, mother's Rio. name. I, I feel like she gets like no time yeah. in this movie. What almost literally no she time helps, whatsoever. She
1: helps a, an old person um, near the hospital. That's true. <laughs> when, the, when the world <laughs> is falling apart, uh, and then yeah. that's basically all we see. But she also she also just like affirms she affirms miles at like the beginning because he's off to a new school um and he's she, yeah she's just not in the movie enough hopefully she's in the second yeah
2: one yeah um, totally i would like to see a little bit more of that stuff because like uh i i you uh, know to call myself out on this one I, I bespoke earlier saying that like you know miles is a black dude i mean he is like biracial ir- yeah, 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 yeah. in this movie he's you know Um, and that, that is a story arc in the comic at one point, actually, also written by Brian Michael Bendis, which was handled in some various (laughs) ways. (sighs) There, I,
1: I I do want to just really quick loop back to that scene, um, in Aaron's apartment where it is revealed that he's the prowler. Daniel Pemberton did the score for this, uh, film and it rules. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It is, um it is all over the place in the best way it is as majestic and as like heroic with strings in a way that you expect from a superhero movie at this point um but because it is a mix of so many things there's a mishmash of genres and amazingly Uh, there's a lot of like DJ scratching in this, which is just like one of my favorite noises generally. Um, And I don't know if y'all are fans of the noise or not, um, but it's all over the place. And the way that that scratch is repurposed so many times across the film um, is really cool because that scratch is the same like stab when it's revealed that like when the first time when it's, there's a, in there's this like the shot where both Miles and Prowler like looking at each other um, and it's like, oh, that's really cool, because then it comes back later on um, as, yeah. they, as they are sprinting through the the subway tunnels. Um, we, anytime, anytime
2: Prowler is moving in this movie, it's even in the first fight where he's fighting um, Chris Pine, uh, Peter, yeah. they, they've got that like, yeah. like <laughs> almost siren sound that, so that they good. play as part of his theme. It's maybe one of my little favorite stingers in any it's movie ever. Good. I Again, I just also really love their their design of Prowler in this movie. Prowler comes from a kind of, uh, or at least his modern costume comes from like a a legacy of costumes uh, from the mid '90s around the Clone Saga and stuff like that in in Spider Man, where uh, Todd McFarlane was writing a lot of Spy- Spider Man at the time, so everything just looks like fucking Spawn, yeah. <laughs> and including Prowler. But they've done this really cool thing with him in this movie where they make him, like, this kind of, like, what if Batman was evil right. kind of thing, um, with that cool cape and, like, the big giant, like, metal claws and stuff like that, and it's just, like, really... You know, it, 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 he has got... Because he's got the, like, really live kind of bodysuit design, but then, like, these really jagged edges around his hands and feet and stuff like that, and it really creates this super cool contrast that makes him feel quick and dangerous in a way that, uh, you know... A lot of, you know, movies that are ostensibly for children kind of, like, a shy away from, from doing some stuff like that, like just having real-ass guns and stuff in right. a com- uh, in cartoons was not a thing a lot of people did for a long time. Um, th- this movie does not shy away from that, and it actually, like, makes the stakes feel a lot higher as a yeah, result. Yeah,
1: they're, they're, yeah, the stakes are extremely high. At any point, any of these kids could die, which is wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, there, So, there's there's also, there's a bunch of spider spider people... Um, just to run through because I don't think we did, or we might have done at the top. We've got Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Um, Haley Seinfeld is playing Gwen Stacy, um, or Spider Gwen. Um, Maharshala Ali is Aaron Davis. Um, yeah. We've got John, soon to be
2: Blade in yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, by the way, that's right.
1: <laughs> um, John Mulaney is Spider Ham, uh, who also <laughs> has an extremely <laughs> good. Uh, theme, um... This is, like, one of John Mulaney's best roles.
2: (laughs) Straight up. I, like, I was, um... I've never particularly loved Spider-Ham as, like, a comic relief thing. Uh, he has a really good role in Spider-Gwen, ironically. Uh, but this movie, I was shocked by how much I liked how they used yeah. him in this movie. Uh, <laughs> he comes out, introduces himself for the first time, and everybody's like, it can't possibly get me weirder than this. And he comes out dripping wet, wet, wet from, for- from <laughs> the darkness <laughs> and says, like, it can get weirder. <laughs> My, and then he holds out his, hand, his like, just soaking wet hand uh, to the characters to shake their hand and says, like, my hands are wet because I just watched them. <laughs> washed Watch <laughs> them. No other reason. <laughs> which is, like, just, if you've ever watched John Mulaney's stand-up, that's his exact yeah. delivery on most of his jokes, but they make it work for the character in the movie as well. It's very that's good.
1: great. Uh, we've got Kimiko Glenn as Penny Parker, uh, who has a spider mech, uh, which rules... Um, and then Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Um, <laughs> uh, there was also, this is where I will I will tell this little nugget, I don't know if y'all, uh, uh, like a couple, a, a little bit after the movie came out um, there was a conversation about the spider people that were initially planned to be in this movie but were written out at the end. Hmm. And my favorite example of this is there was an Australian Spider-Man that was ah! only going to exist <laughs> for about two seconds in the conversation because they only could be in the like in this version of Earth for 24 hours before they died um but because he was in Australia by the time that he got to New York he had run out of time because time had accelerated so the whole plan basically was that he was gonna show up and then die violently and then they were gonna have to move forward just because (laughs) and they they couldn't figure out how to make that not (laughs) <laughs> tough
2: <laughs> that's real. that's a, both amazing and also I see why they took yeah. it out of the movie but I would have fucking um, loved it so I'm glad I'll it see. exists
0: in somebody's imagination and now mine yeah.
2: uh... <laughs> I I do, God, man, I, hmm, there are so many dumb versions of Spider-Man throughout the, the ages that are actually real. I do want to share, if I can, just this image from the comic book event Spider-Verse, um, if people want to look at that, just to get, like, kind of a general look. I don't even think this is the full image, I think this has been cropped, yeah. uh, so you can't really see all of them, but there's just a lot of really dumb Spider-Men There's in a here. Doc Ock like, it looks like. Oh, the, the, okay, so the superior Spider-Man is a whole thing. Oh, is yeah, that what, uh-huh. is that That's what not it is? That's him. <laughs> So okay, (laughs) again, once again, can I? Do you care if I I, just take a complete aside? There was right before. No, actually, sorry, during. I can't quite remember the exact time order of events. There is time travel involved at one point in all this. Um, so, uh, there was a big event for Spider-Man, god, issue 600 or 700 or something like that, where uh, the story begins with Doc Ock is dying. Um, his body has been failing him. That was like a comic book arc for a long time, and it was just like, ah, Doc Ock is dying, and he wants to like do a bunch of wild shit before he dies. So that issue 700, I think, or yeah, I think it was 700, uh, starts with like, Doc Ock being like on his deathbed, and Peter Parker comes to to speak to him, and he's like, yeah, I'm not sorry to see you go. It's actually great that that you're dying, because you tried to, like, ev- ev- just evaporate the entire planet, like, 99 times. You did try to marry my aunt uh, to steal a nuclear silo uh, once. That did happen. Um, which we can get to when we get to talking about maybe some of the villains of yeah. the movie, but... Um, So, but then the camera kind of pulls back and reveals that, like, this this Peter Parker talking to Doc Ock on his deathbed is actually Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body the whole time. wow. And he has has swapped their bodies. And his big plan is, like, I'm going to trap Peter Parker inside of my dying body and take over his body and I'm going to be Spider-Man now and I'm going to have all that power. What ends up happening is that Peter does die inside of Doc Ock's body, but at the last second he, like reactivates all of his memories of his life as spider-man inside of doc ock's body so like in a flash doc ock gets all of the like lessons about like with great power comes great responsibility and all that stuff and so doc ock still with his memories and personality suddenly has all of the like goodness in him of spider-man and so decides to become the superior spider-man because he's still an arrogant asshole <laughs> he's still auto o- octavius so he's like oh i'm gonna be a good guy but also, I'm going to be so much better of a good guy than Peter Parker ever was that I'm going to fucking, like, run his reputation into the dirt. And then he, like, gets super... There's, like, a... actually, it ends up becoming a really good arc of that comic. It was, like, kind of divisive at the time, but it ended up working out really well. There's a whole, like, subplot in that story about how he finds out that Peter Parker dropped out of... Uh... Like medical school so he never actually became a doctor and he's like, I am Dr. Otto Octavius. I did not go through fucking medical school to not be a doctor. I am going back to get Peter Parker a PhD right now. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, no, yeah, sorry. Let's, but let's talk about the villains of this film because there are a bunch of them. Um, we've got, I the tab did close, but just from off the top of the dome, we've got uh, <laughs> Dr. Octavius. Yes! Um, who it is implied that she had a some sort some sort of close relationship with aunt may um which is very good to me uh and i'm desperate to know the context
2: well early on in the movie she does say like there's a part where uh Peter realizes that uh, this woman that he's been talking to, the scientist, is yes. Doc Ock of this universe, but and it's a woman. And he says, like, let me guess, your friends call you Doc Ock? And she says, actually, my friends call yes. me Liv, but my enemies call me Doc Ock. And then they get to Aunt May's house later on, and uh, Doc Ock bursts through the wall, and, and Aunt May's like, oh, great, it's yeah. Liv. <laughs> and it's in, the, in the Marvel Comics uh, of the main universe, uh, Doc Ock and... Uh, Aunt May were engaged to be married once. Oh. Uh, yeah. So were... in
0: my headcanon there <laughs> they were super gay. They were just super gay. Oh, yeah. they were super super gay. At the
2: at the very least, by because presumably Benjamin Park uh, Benjamin Parker still existed. You're in right. Universe,
0: you're right. Queer. We'll just yeah. say queer. That's a nice umbrella yeah. term that we can all use uh, to to describe oh, yeah. all kinds of things. So there we go. They were super queer, yeah. and I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um,
2: uh, yeah. I mean, like you know, it's. Uh, I would, I would like it, that sort of thing to be more explicit, as I always yes. would, anytime there's any talk of queerness in, in major media. But at the same time, absolutely 100% that is true. <laughs> and anyone who says it otherwise is a compliment. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um,
1: there's also... So the that scene where Doc Ock uh, is hanging out with Peter um, is very good for many reasons. We've got the password scene, Uh, where they're trying (laughs) to get through this 175,000 character password, um which is extremely good and you've also got the escape from the facility where peter where miles is for some reason running with the tap like the computer mo- the, the tower and the monitor and peter catches up with him and he's like well i have good news we don't need this and grabs the monitor out of his hands and tosses it behind him which is just tremendous so good um
2: it, it's it's super cool to me. It's a line that is, like, super quick and pithy one-liner that, like, Lord and Miller yeah. do a lot of. That's kind of, like, their signature style. But also, they use it to such good extent, like, to such good effect, rather, to establish the, like, practical lessons that Peter has learned yeah. in his life that and that highlight the, the
1: inexperience yeah. of Miles at that point in the story. Um, that's great. Uh, Kingpin's also there, which is cool. He's, he's got... He A tremendous design. It's he's literally
0: yeah.
2: Um, Yeah,
1: it's really good.
2: Yeah, he's like I don't know. He's a fucking what is he? He's a he's He's a street shark with a tiny head. Um, he's like a big brick wall with a head in the center of his torso, man. Yeah. Um.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else we should talk about. Um, the I don't know. I I just, I like this movie so much Mm -hmm. that every time I, so I saw it, I saw it, uh, six times in theaters. Oh, wow. Which is the only time I've done that. that. And then I've seen it probably another, like, four or five times outside. Um, but there's, there's just something about, oh, I, I do want to kind of talk about the music of this movie. um, Yes really quickly so first of all we've got to give uh shouts to juice world who has a track on the album and yeah. um wha- has a track in the film called hide um who passed away over the weekend um yeah. which oh. is a tremendous bummer uh to rest very in power, my very guy. young too yeah yeah he's like 21 um so rest in power to uh juice world. That fucking sucks. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and that, that song,
2: like, specifically "Hide," yeah. is, like, really, really good. It's, like, an um, the emotional yeah. song of this movie, the kind of, the, like, the really sad moment where Miles is dealing with his own, like, lack of self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is actually, I said inexperience earlier, like, the, the thing that they do with Miles more in this movie is that they have, like, put him into, like, he is a teenager at maybe his most vulnerable point yeah. in his life yeah. where his he's old enough to be embarrassed by his dad being a fucking embarrassing guy (laughs) Um, and he has been moved to a new school he does not want to be there at all he's trying to flunk out so that he can get back to his old one where all his friends are yeah, and, and then he gets fucking spider powers and the guy who you could, the one guy in this whole fucking world that you could rely on to make sure that things were not at least going to be sucked into a black hole does get yeah. murdered in front yeah, of him. he does watch it. He does watch a man die. Yeah, it, it's rough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And that song, uh, Baju's By- By World, uh, is the song that kind of like, I think, basically puts a whole cap on that entire emotional beat. Of the character,
1: yeah, my yeah, that that is an extremely great way to frame it because the way I had been thinking about it is that like they're to to just use video game terminology for two seconds they're throwing uh like level one like level one Miles Morales as Spider Man into like mid game like stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and then they're like oh yeah you need to like you need to do this real like right now like you need to be on it right now and he does get there he gets there really quickly. Um, but yeah, that is a great way to frame it. I do, you did mention school and I did just put, I did yes. just drop a tweet into the discord, um, yes. <laughs> that I have many questions about. So you, you mentioned Steven that he's, that he's trying to fail out of school. This is correct. The class that he walks into at the beginning of the film, when he goes to the school is a physics class. It is noted that it is a physics class. He then is late to the class. At the end of the class, he has to go up to the front of the classroom because the teacher is like, Hey, you dingus, I know you're trying to fail this test on purpose. You don't get the answers wrong unless you know them, like, unless you know the correct answers. You're just doing this on purpose. I can see it. And then this is after there's a montage, or in there's a montage earlier where he's in his English class and they're reading a book called Great Expectations. For some Uh reason, his physics teacher assigns him an essay on the book or assigns him an essay on the book grid expectations and he turns it into his physics teacher. Even though his English uh-huh. teacher is the one who he's reading the book for. It doesn't make any could, sense. It, it, could could that be his like homeroom teacher?
2: Maybe. <laughs> I just is it, I'm just wondering if there's maybe a reason that they would have multiple fucking, um, courses in one teacher. Also, I did drop this good. in here for you, uh, Danielle, one of my favorite pieces of fan art for this movie.
0: Oh, 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 hi. hi it's, uh, it's it good. is, uh, <laughs> yeah. for those of you, uh, who don't have, uh, the ability to, I guess, read our, 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 uh, ocular... Impulse. read our thoughts uh, yeah. this is a tinder for those of you who are not yeah, there is a uh, a tinder a uh, hot hot little shot here panties and bra kind of shot uh, from live uh, 43 uh, she is a physicist and aunt may is having a hot and bothered moment looking at yeah. her phone looking at that tinder profile so uh, canonically queer confirmed yeah tinder said confirmed. it tinder <laughs> said it <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. it is confusing. bay in this movie is trying to get onto Excuse uh me. tinder or onto some form of dating app she does not use the branded term they did not make a deal mm-hmm. with
1: tinder to advertise in this film um which is very good there is a bit at the beginning where uh when they fly into new york when peter flies into new york there's the alternate versions of the brands we know and love um but they're a little <laughs> they're a little bit twisted um, so it's like instead of oh, the yeah. blue man group it's the red boys group which is very good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I God, missed I that one. if I can find the if I can find the screen. Uh, um, but while I do that I do want to talk about so there there's a lot of really cool cinematography in this movie. Um, and I think this mm. I think the shots in this movie are the best at like there's no reason these shots don't exist in the live action Spider-Man movies. Um, but I think there's there might be just something about the fact that it's animated that, that makes it play better. But there's so many portrait shots, basically, that are still obviously presented as being landscape because it's a movie. But the shots are framed for portrait orientations um, because hmm. Spider- it's Spider-Man, so like gravity and stuff doesn't apply to him. So the, the right. scene where uh, Miles and Peter... Are talking. Miles is explaining to Peter that he broke the USB stick that other Peter gave him, <laughs> and is actively right. trying to convince Peter Parker, who does not want to help at all, is actively trying to convince him to help. Um, yeah. And he he does a very good scream into his arm um after miles basically just guilt trips him and he goes are you really gonna, miles goes, are you really gonna do that spider-man and then miles there's peter's like yep and then he walks up to the top and then miles is like all right well i'm just gonna sit here i guess and then he just sits down and peter looks over the ledge then looks like looks at himself kind of and then just like yells into his elbow He's like uh he's like do not yeah. let him
2: win do not let him win <laughs> right in front of Miles yeah. who is just again by Miles's like estimation Peter Parker Spider-Man should be one of the greatest heroes yeah. of all time and then this and then as he does end up na- dubbing him later is like broke ass homosexual yeah. sp- <laughs> <laughs> who is not at all emotionally or like even physically ready to be teaching him jack totally. shit
1: but still ends up teaching uh, throughout him a this lot. movie.
2: Yeah, and and I think they find I've seen some people kind of and maybe I would actually love to hear what you guys think about this. I've I've heard some people kind of like not love the relationship between those two characters as re, just because like it does feel I don't know maybe weird that um, you know Miles needs somebody to teach him whereas you know you know Peter and Gwen and none of them needed people to teach them you know or at least not within the confines of this particular oh, or story. Or it's like a white savior uh, but,
0: kind of thing, like yeah. that trope. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I, But personally, I. I this is just me, like I said, maybe you guys can, you know, tell me how you feel about it. Uh, I think they do actually end up striking a really good balance of, like, the lessons that he teaches him are way more just, like, extremely practical in a way that, like, Miles is, like, not there for. He just does not want to know that you should put baby powder in the (laughs) suit to keep from chafing, or that you should, like, not spend six hours swinging on trees to get, like three counties over to this like weird yeah, take physics the lab bus. or whatever you can just take a bus <laughs> what take a bus idiot <laughs> like what are you talking about um but and then what ends up happening because like when miles like that when miles does finally have the moment like speaking you know circling back to the music like the what's up danger scene where um. miles like just rips his whole body off of a fucking skyscraper uh and like takes over and stuff like that. That is him... That scene makes me cry every time um, I watch it. Just fucking Aww. tears. It's so good. I, I do I do well up. I, I cry at a very different scene, but... The, but yeah, when, when he does that, it's like... The, the lesson that they teach him is that, like, no, you have to figure this out for yeah. yourself. You have to find the thing that makes you want to do this thing. And I think, you know, they literally leave him behind. Yeah. You know, they they like get fed up with like trying to wait for him. Or they less less fed up and more like they they don't help him, you know? They they don't know how to help him, even, necessarily. And so he ends up, like, being the one who breaks out of literal, like, fucking webbing that yeah. they have, like, chained him to his chair with, and, like, no, I'm I'm on it. I got it now. I know what okay. I need to do.
1: After a but very ma- touching ma- yeah. conversation with his father.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: that also yeah. made me cry, uh, oh, which fuck. was cool, and I loved that, so thanks. It's... <laughs> I can't believe they
2: made a... I can't believe they wrote a sympathetic I know, I can't
1: believe... I know. I can't believe
0: it. (laughs) There is something Um, really beautiful about just the sort of... I don't know, I always... I'm, I'm not a dude, but I always really love when, like, instead of toxic masculinity in any piece of media, when it's, like, you know, a father and son thing, like, expressing emotion, expressing... You know genuine love for one another i even though it was so corny mm-hmm. obviously earlier when he's like you have to tell me you love me back and then he, he kind of re- revisits <laughs> that here where it's like no i know you love me back kind of thing like yeah i have again not 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 being a dude but it just i just find that really nice and like a really beautiful touch whenever yeah. i see that kind of thing
1: super touching like oh, go ahead Steven.
2: the very small thing I was just going to say like I obviously I am not a I am not (laughs) I know Ledgerwood better than I know Inglewood I am not from New York I am not a person of color Uh, so it is like can only relate so far on certain things like this but straight up that scene where they are riding in the car um and he's like look at that new coffee shop what's the name of that place foam party is it a is it a coffee place or a disco that is the exact same fucking tone <laughs> and style of joke that my dad has made to me since I was fucking in the womb. and like the the way miles like just does not acknowledge his joke at all and yet he continues to laugh at his own joke that's such a dad. fucking yeah he's so, like, in that specific moment, like, he is so like my dad that through the rest of the movie, I bought into, like, literally any emotional scenes between the two of them, despite the fact that like, you know, again, they they have, there's a lot of obvious differences, but like, that one specific scene is like, okay, they found the hook for me, which is to be that, like, my dad is just a complete embarrassment around (laughs) me at all times. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that, that,
1: yeah, that one, that relationship also fucks with me, because I... My father passed away when I was a baby, um, so any 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 good father son relationship is like, all right, let's go. Tears, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one, go 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 yeah. go go. Aww. So I just cry. Yeah. So it gets me every time. Um, and it's also it is also just for me. Um, fucking it rules. Uh, my vocabulary for this movie is very bad because <laughs> I when I describe it there are three words. Cool there's cool. It rules and tremendous, because I don't need to use bigger words or thoughts to describe this fucking thing, because it rules. Well, it, it
0: hits you right there. I actually think that's kind of great in certain ways, because it just means, like, this this movie, like, I, I don't know, like, it, it, that kind of suits it, too. There, I, I was definitely having a conversation with a, a friend of mine about this movie after I saw it, where I'm just like... I don't know how much... I mean, obviously, I have some thoughts to share, but, like, I don't know how much else needs to be said other than they really fucking nailed it (laughs) in, like, many, many ways. Like, they genuinely... The creative team working here, the direct directorial choices, the aesthetic choices, like, they really fucking nailed it in ways that are, like, I... It doesn't even... Certain things almost don't need to be said because it's, like, they nailed it. (laughs) They went... It's obvious what they're going for. Like, a big, really beautiful, interesting-looking... Uh, you know, a piece of animation and, like, a good story, great characters, things you can really relate to, and they nailed
2: it.
1: They really did it.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just so good. Uh,
2: Yeah, I just, uh, I want to, I do want to, like, get your guys' opinion on one thing with that, but I think we've kind of, like, glossed over or danced around as we were talking about the family. Uh, Stuff like that, like, for me, the scene that fucking hits me in the gut every single time, and I, I, I'm just basic like this because this is the one that like is obviously meant to do that. But it's like when Aaron yes. dies oh, yeah. in the movie, that scene where he like he figures out that Miles is Spider Man. He's like, you know, got him dead to rights, and then like there is so it's a cartoon, so they like you know could just rely on things like, you know, visual flair and they could rely on things like dialogue and, you know, whatever they want, really, that, that the rules are kind of, like, open, that the world is their oyster, but instead what they do with that scene is, like, he finds out that Miles is who he is because he takes his mask off and that it's just this incredibly subtle moment in a movie that is, like, full of big, broad strokes, action, and motion, they he pulls the mask back down slowly over his face because he knows that that's like, you know he's gonna he can see what's about to happen next and he knows that Miles is going to need that yeah. in the second here because Kingpin you know ends up shooting Aaron uh, up on the roof um, which I think is a much much better version of what they of this story than the comic book version of how things go with Aaron but I was kind of curious to hear what you guys thought
1: yeah I thought that was the 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 contrast in. Just from a sound design perspective, the contrast from the speed at which it goes from fight, 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 oh, oh, very quiet, and then there's a <sighs> beat. That beat is like the one of the most important beats in the whole fucking movie because you it, it it's long enough for everyone to come to the conclusion that the thing that's about to happen is about to happen, uh, and then yeah. it is very loud and happens. Um, and it like, it's like a gut punch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that that whole scene.
0: Absolutely. It actually shocked me. It like, I was actually, I I gasped. I audibly gasped when I was watching it. Yeah. How
1: does, how does people Um, get in cars?
0: Uh, he uses uh, physics. Hmm. Uh, he uses, like, a, a very small version of what he has to rip open dimensions. To just, like, take some of his atoms.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, my good God. Oh, God. Uh, I, too, I don't know. Like, you know, you mentioned Kingpin. Like, also, we have Olivia Octavius. uh in this movie, like, there's also, like, just a lot of, like, small references to, like, uh, little other characters here and there. Like, a lot of... They cram so much Spider-Man into this yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> movie. Like, fucking Tombstone is yeah. in this movie for, like, you know... And he's used to great effect, but he's in it for maybe yeah. 45 seconds. He just, he has, like, he has Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah. he's <laughs> just, like, Tombstone is there. It's just, like, no, he just has the fucking two guns from Equilibrium. He's about to gun Kata on yeah. somebody.
0: <laughs> Good.
2: Oh, also just like Olivia uh, Octavius like her th- that is a character I'm looking at the Catherine yeah. Hahn plays her apparently in this in this movie. Uh she goes so hard yeah, on that character does. in a way that like nobody needed yeah. to. Like <laughs> like we did
1: not deserve. Everyone like showed up to play, uh, which is really yeah. really cool. Um Yeah, she she does that so good when she so at the end of the film in the big the big fight scene. Um, the end of which got the biggest laugh of the whole movie for me When uh, Doc Ock gets fucking creamed by that bus um, <laughs> uh, After after they've had a conversation about Alright, fucking, okay, here we go We're gonna have to fight her again um, But she, there's just so much She's having a lot of fun doing it yeah. And you can hear that And Wait. you can feel that um,
2: She She has like 87, like, fight barks in this movie that they never, like, stop the action to let you even hear. But if you, like, just sit there and listen, she's constantly mocking yeah. them in this almost Spider-Man like way. Like, like in this, like, I'm superior to you and, like, I'm, I'm just fascinated by how this fight is going. It's just very interesting. I just wanted you to know that I think this is very interesting. She's evil Miss Frizzle, yeah.
1: is what she is. Holy shit, that's so good. That is 100%. <laughs> that is 100% correct. She's evil Miss Frizzle. That is so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's it works so well with a character that could have been, that could have been, and probably even I don't want to say should have been. I don't know what the right word is here. It's like in a, in a different world, in any other world, when this movie does not, as you to put it, like come together the way that it did. when I mean, just like um, every single like decision about the movie, like working at the end of the day in a in that world where that didn't happen, she's just yeah. a one dimensional like. Uh, the whole thing is that, like, ah, it's Doc Ock, but a lady, or something like that. And then that's just the whole reveal in the character. But no, instead, she has her whole ass other personality
1: on top of that. Yeah. Oh, what a what good, a good mm. movie. This movie rules? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, I can't think of other words to describe this movie in a way that, like, are intelligent or, like, eloquent. Because I feel like it I don't need to. Because it's just yeah, so right. it's good. Yeah, it's a good movie. It hits you, yeah. It just it just hits you in this like
2: emo. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid using the word visceral Ooh. because it is the most un- <laughs> it is the most overused word in our entire profession. But it is maybe the most like accurate. Uh, adjective to describe this film in a lot of ways a lot of the time because it is just like the way that like you know somebody gets punched and like i said it switches art style for one yeah. frame like how in monster hunter when you hit somebody with a big sword and then the frame rate drops intentionally for one frame just to tell you like hey you hit them real yeah. good with that big sword it does that but in boom yeah. form there's
1: also my one of my favorite things is that miles is animated at a different frame rate than uh the rest of the spider people until he until the mm. final fight scene which is a right. really yeah. cool fucking thing. Like, there, that, that was unnecessary, an unnecessary decision mm-hmm. that someone, someone at, like, someone at Sony Animated Pictures was like, "Hey, it would be cool. Do you think we can render him at like eighteen frames, and then the rest at like twenty four? Like, do you think that would work or be cool to kind of tell the story about how he's like kind of rough and clunky and not as good?" At doing spider-man stuff until he actually gets good at being spider-man and then at which point we can have him be at full full speed yeah okay oh we're gonna you're gonna let me do it okay <laughs> like that's how that conversation <laughs> has
2: yeah like what literally made him out of sync with the rest of the team like literally visually physically made him out of sync crazy what a what a decision no. also how do you come up with that I don't know like, literally, like, like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those times where it's just, like, yeah, that's, again, just one of the most overused things in all of, like, criticism, or or people who are bad at criticism, I guess, a lot of the times, is, like, uh, where do you come up with your ideas? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, asking that. But at the same time, it does feel like that, like, this is that, the movie, yeah. sometimes.
1: They also killed this um, awake,
2: and that's oh. a Oh. Yeah, that was sad. Well, kind of, they... they yeah, they blow it up, but the but the physical spider does yeah, get out spider, of the machine.
1: Spider is fine, but the mech does die, and I thought that it was yeah, dead mm. forever. Oh. That is fine.
2: Danielle, did you stick around to watch the after credits? I
0: actually scene? did not. I'm so- there was after credits. Oh, I should I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> I done fucked <laughs> it it's, up. I fucked it. Fucked it up.
1: <laughs> it is. It's super. It's super really good. good. So it's Spider Man twenty ninety nine, who is voiced just. It's just Oscar Isaac. For no reason. Oh, for no reason, they didn't need I'm sorry. to get Oscar Isaac in this, but they did. What if? Do, do we want to just, Daniel? Do you want to do okay, a live yeah, watch yeah. with us of the of the yes. after credit
2: scene? Let's do it. Do we want to yeah. sync yeah. up real quick? Because it's only a minute okay. and a half long. Okay. I did just drop a link into the into the Perfect. Discord.
1: Everybody got it? Yep. Ready? Yeah, I Three. It. Do you want Two. One. Go.
2: Again, just Go really ahead. good music.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of screens.
2: <laughs> it yeah. is. That's the future, <laughs> baby. I'm not entirely certain who this woman is supposed either. to be I think I she's think like an AI.
1: I think she's like a, an intelligent assistant, like a computer intelligent yeah. assistant. Um, there's basically, if, if you haven't seen the. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like his outfit. It looks very Punisher, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah? This is Spider-Man 2099. He is Miguel O'Hara <laughs> of the year 2099.
0: <laughs> oh, Earth-67! <67. laughs> yep. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah. You're being very rude. <laughs> oh, there he is! Uh... Uh-huh. Wow, there's a lot of, oh boy what's wrong with his mouth
2: you know My old Spider-Man animation in the, in was very in different in the 1960s one, his
0: mouth hurts it's swollen yeah it's very swollen <laughs>
2: <laughs> our ideas of uh, you know masculinity were very different yes. in the that year 1967 you know i understand
3: i <sighs> understand
2: I just went and saw prom promare this weekend. You know, I have I have some opinions about like attractive <laughs> men versus what we thought about them back then versus what we think about them today. It's understandable, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So like you know, that's obviously setting. They they kind of set up a sequel multiple times in this movie yeah. at the very end. They they set up with uh, Gwen having like the ability to manually move between dimensions yeah. right before the credits,
1: and then they yeah. have this, which is. They've already greenlit the sequel, which was announced. Like the, the release date um, was announced. It's yeah, in April, which is good. So the other the, the the one thing about this movie, I will say, it is timely, I guess, um, because it the movie takes place in the winter and it was released in December. But I think because good. of that, no one went to go see this movie. It didn't not well. Right. Let me rephrase that. Many people went to go see this movie. It made a lot of money but it didn't make as much money as you would think a Spider-Man movie would because I think it was animated and because it came out at a really weird time for superhero movies to come out because they're usually traditionally like like late spring, early summer joints. Yeah. Um, so for this to come out in December uh, is a bummer. However, it did win an Oscar.
3: Hell
1: yeah! yeah which is the only Marvel was- film to ever win an Oscar, <laughs> which is great. Right, and I think the first non-Pixar
2: animated yeah. movie to be nominated yeah, for an Oscar, yeah, yeah. Oscar since yeah, Happy a million Feet,
1: fucking wow. years. <laughs> um, which is great for that
2: team. Um, they are also on, on the topic of a sequel. They are also uh, they on top of uh, the twenty twenty two one. There is another movie. I don't know if it's meant to come up before that one or after, but there's a yes. Gwen Stacy like led uh, Spider women yeah. film. Uh, which presumably should uh,
1: be in and. Uh,
2: yes, I would yeah. think so. Um, and then I would presume, I think they've, they've, they've probably said, but if I had to take a wild guess, there was a comic, so there was a comic book event called Spider-Men, which I already talked about. There was also later on a comic book event called Spider-Women, which is where Gwen Stacy gets the ability to travel between dimensions uh, at will. Uh, and she ends up meeting Jessica Drew, who is the Spider-Woman of the main Marvel Universe, and Cindy Moon, who is a relatively new Marvel character, yeah. who I think is also announced for that movie. Um, Cindy Moon is a woman who was bit by the same radioactive spider that bit Peter Parker at the on the same day. Oh man, that spider uh, got around before it died. Oh, yeah. It yeah, right before it died, it, it did. It bit t- uh, her too, but unlike Peter Parker, who like got sick and went home. She got found out by like the people at the lab and got like locked up in a laboratory to be experimented on for like 10, 15 years or whatever, which is why she never knew about Peter uh, or like Spider Man or anything like that. Like because people were like, "Yo, you got weird spider blood. We want it." <laughs> like literally, the thing that that you know Peter Parker is afraid of happening to him happened to her, and she ended up getting free of that. And she has a not great costume. I don't I don't love her costume very much. But you're saying what it is. spider
0: people are vampires. That's what this is, because their blood changes. Oh. Therefore, and you get bitten by something, you turn into one of the things.
2: So Morbius, Michael Morbius, (laughs) the living vampire, Uh, (laughs) uh, he's a Spider-Man villain, Uh, he's not a spider person necessarily. They didn't let him say blood in the old 90s Spider-Man oh. animated series, so he uh, used to always talk about how he needed to drink plasma.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love plasma. Mm. Uh-huh. plasma.
2: He would say things like, I must have plasma. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he, like, he talked like this. I think he is announced for some Marvel movie in the near future. I've, wait, no, sorry. He is part of that fucking, you know how they made a yeah, Venom movie? The Venom They're also making a Morbius
1: yeah. movie. Hmm. yeah morbius is part of the yeah which mm-hmm. is great they're doing um that. uh yeah i think that's gonna do it everybody thanks so much for talking about this very fun movie with me danielle and yeah Steven.
0: thank you for having yeah. me this is my first positive spider-man experience
1: yay that makes you so happy
0: <laughs> it, was, it was really good do you good. think
2: you're going to have more what do you think you're going to
1: have more?
0: I might if it's Miles Morales and, like, interesting characters who aren't, <laughs> like, just the world's most boring person ever. So, yeah.
1: Well, let me tell you about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Marvel Spider-Man, the video game 2, um, which will come <gasps> mm-hmm. out presumably in two years. Yes. And the folks over at Insomniac have put uh, Miles Morales in that one.
0: Oh, that's, that's very good news. Okay.
1: Well, he's, in, he's in the other one, too. Yeah, he is. In, well, he is in the other one. I think you're going to be able to play as Miles Morales. <gasps> Imagine. That's Steven. way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally um, fucking I am very I'm very much excited. Uh, thanks so much for listening everyone um, please be sure to rate and review this show uh, it goes a long way uh, Tim yes. Cook does feed us with the stars so if you don't give us five <laughs> we won't eat um, yep. you can follow us uh, yeah. on Twitter at fanbite media Instagram at fanbite we're also on TikTok at fanbite and the website, fanbite.com. You can also find our other podcasts. We do another show called. Ah, sorry. Yep. Just cut that one. I'll try. <laughs> Yo, it. Yes, it the is best. called a chew. Sorry. That's
0: the best podcast ever. <laughs> we do
1: another show called Fan with a Fanbite podcast, which is about <laughs> video games mostly. Um, and there's another show that John and I host called Late Lunch, which used to be about video games and now it isn't. So that's a fun show we do um, where we used to talk about video games and we don't anymore because we never ended up talking about the video games that we had on the list. It's <laughs> really good. Um, so, yeah, you can find all those at fanbite.com slash podcasts. And, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And we'll catch you next week with a brand new motion picture. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.